All right, welcome to today's stock market update. And today is October 4th. Now, as you can see, we're not in our regular studio. We are this week together with our mastermind live in uh, Clearwater Beach, Florida. But hey, we want to talk about the four reasons why the market sell-off could get worse in October. And as always, with me right here next to me, my head coach, Mark Hart. Hey, Mark. Hey, good morning, Marcus. Good morning, everyone. All right, so let's uh, take a look at what's happening in the markets. And uh, oh boy, uh, September was quite something, right? I mean, uh, Mark, we were talking about this, this magic 5% drop, uh, because this is what everybody was looking for. We haven't had a 5% drop in what, 227 days? And then finally, last week, we hit it. <clears throat> Yeah, finally. It's it's been a while, and it, it took a little bit of effort there. Uh, but that five percent drop in the S and P has occurred. Yes, and we bounced back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Two hundred and twenty-seven days without a five percent drop, but now it is out of the way. Uh, so we, we are right now uh, second trading day of October, uh, first full week, trading week of October. But uh, let's take a look of uh, where we ended uh, September. Uh, let's take a look at uh, all of the markets. So Mark, do you have the numbers for the S&P? Yeah, so the S&P ended September with a 4.8% loss. And uh, that was the worst loss of the year for the S&P. The Dow finished lower in September by 4.3% and the NASDAQ finished lower by 5.7%. So the NASDAQ leading the indices with the losses. Yeah. I want to zoom in here on the S&P for a moment because uh, this is where we had a seven months winning streak. So here we go. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. And this was broken. So after seven months, um, well, September, the first down months here in a while. So let's talk about it, Mark. Uh, let, let's talk about the, the four reasons that are, that are causing this drop here right now of what happened in September, because we want to talk about, will this continue in October? Could it actually get worse or is now the worst over? And uh, the, the first thing that we have there that has been spooked the marks in September is China. So let's talk about China here for a moment of what's happening there, Mark. Sure. And there were some regulatory concerns with China that have crept into the markets over the last couple of months. And for the most part, that has been shaken off, except for individual stocks like GoTo and, you know, some of the education stocks and and uh, other, uh, you know, just Chinese stocks in general. But then the Evergrande saga hit a couple of weeks ago, and that really spooked the markets with traders wondering if there was systematic risk or or carryover that could carry into other countries and other regions as well. Right. I mean, Evergrande, the, the big developer, they're defaulting. And uh, I heard this morning trading has been suspended for Evergrande and that they want to sell parts of their business worth $5 billion dollars to raise money because they are in trouble right now. <clears throat> okay. Yep. So, and then we also know that China had all these uh, weird rules and regulations that are coming out. And uh, we, we know that uh, there are some investors and hedge funds heavily invested in China. So we will see what's going on there in Beijing uh, in the months of October, but it's definitely a factor to keep an eye on. Now, the second thing, and this is what happened in September is of course the Fed. And uh, the yield, right? I mean, let's let's talk about 
the yield, the Fed, and the, the asset buying program that they are tapering right now, Mark? So what's happening there? Sure. And so, you know, a lot of this has to do with inflation and rising prices. And, and really, there's two concerns or two parts of this. One is how does it affect individual businesses and the economy? And the second part is how will the Fed react? How, how does this affect monetary policy and what will the Fed do? And, and so the Fed has really been kind of in the, the hot seat here. Will they slow down their bond purchases last week? Fed Chair Jerome Powell, he said that inflation is broader, more structural and more concerning than earlier this year. So that's really been a shift from this transitory or temporary wording that he's used. Uh, now he sees it as a bigger issue. He said more specifically, he said supply chain constraints like shortages of chips have not only gotten better, they've actually gotten worse. So the Fed is under some pressure to make some adjustments and it looks like inflation and rising prices are here to stay. That actually has led to an increase in bond yields, which puts pressure on uh, growth stocks like uh, tech stocks. Yeah, and, and the Fed, they always say, okay, we, we have two things that we want to keep an eye on, and that is employment, because one of their goals is to strive for uh, full employment, uh, so super low unemployment numbers, and number two is inflation. And they, they have a target of, uh, of 2% for the inflation, right, Mark? That typically, yes. Right. Right now, uh, I think they increased it a little bit and said, well, we're even happy with 2.5%. But these are the two things. Now, talking about employment, and uh, because I want to know, is this getting worse here in October? Uh, this week, uh, let me just uh, move over here to October, because this week we do have the unemployment rate on Friday that is being released. And uh, this is definitely uh, a key economic report that traders will pay attention to because uh, this might influence the Fed's decision of uh, when to start the tapering and also how quickly this bond asset buying program will be wind down. Absolutely. It's always a, a big report, one of the bigger reports, monthly, first Friday of the month. Uh, but this month it could hold more weight, especially with the Fed trying to figure out what to do with employment. All right. Well, let's talk about the, the other factors that is right now uh, influencing the market and that could actually make the sell-off worse in October. So we talked about number one, China, number two, the Fed, and number three, you just mentioned it, Mark, inflation. Because, yeah, Jerome Powell already admitted, well, it might not be as transitory as uh, he initially thought. Yeah, and when we look specifically at what's leading to this inflation, I mean, energy prices have just skyrocketed. If we look at natural gas, Marcus, yep. natural gas is just going crazy. Uh, so there it is. NG. Yeah, I'm just uh, going to a weekly chart so that we see how much it has increased. So in the beginning of the year, we were trading uh, between 250 and $3, and right now, we are at twice that much. So that's a 100% increase in that. Almost three times, yeah. Yeah, almost three times here. So that's crazy. I mean, also crude oil, right? Yep. If you're looking at crude oil, I mean, here we are trading. Well, we had this, this crazy dip here um, when COVID happened, where it went negative. Uh, but we are trading pretty much at three years highs right now. 
Yeah, and I think that this this earnings call that took place, it was a, a couple months ago, but I, I think it really put everything in perspective, Marcus. It was Tyson Foods. They increased their average price for pork by 39.3% the previous quarter, and it raised beef and chicken prices 11.6% and 15.6% respectively. So, and sales volumes were increasing too. So not only did they raise their average prices, but it, there's a demand for it, but 39.3% increase, that, that's pretty significant. Yeah, so we have energy prices going higher. We have food prices going higher. Let's, let's take a look at a few others because earlier this year, uh, we had the concern about lumber prices, right? I mean, lumber got so expensive. Fortunately, this has come down a little bit, but lumber has been going from uh, what here in, uh, in the beginning of the year around $800, doubling also to $1,600, $1,700. Now back to $625, but, but you know how it is. I mean, once Home Depot and Lowe's uh, saw that they got away with higher prices, I mean, we'll, we'll see if they really reduce the prices of lumber here again. Yeah, sometimes it's hard to scale back once you get those uh, increases. Right. So anyhow, um, so the four things, number one, China, number two, the Fed, uh, number three, inflation. And let, let's talk about number four here. Number four is supply chain issues. I mean, the, the term supply chain issues has been creeping up, Mark, over the past uh, few months. But what's happening there? Let's say, really take a look at this. Yeah, so the supply chain concerns, it was expected that it would get better. And that's one thing Fed Chair Jerome Powell said. Uh, last week, you know, everybody thought that it was temporary because of COVID and uh, that temporary concern would be alleviated, but it just continues to persist. It It's not getting better. Uh, last week, Bed Bath & Beyond, they reported earnings. They, they took a huge hit because they reported a steep drop in traffic. But aside from traffic concerns, they also said once again, as many retailers and, and other companies have said, that they are dealing with industry-wide supply chain complications. And so that seems to be sticking around and it's just not going away. I, I know last week retailers in general, they all kind of followed the, the same path as Bed Bath & Beyond. I, I believe just because of those reasons, you know, concerns, can we get product and can we get product at a price that, that makes sense to be profitable? Yeah. And then also Bank of America double downgraded colds due to supply chain issues. Right. And supply chain issues, I mean, it, it's a double edged sword. First of all, you don't really get this. I mean, Costco said it recently. Right. I mean, Costco said that uh, they are limiting uh, certain products again because they can't get them on the shelves. It takes two to three weeks for the products to arrive. And this is in a time where we talk about just in time production, where uh, many companies don't really have stockpiled a lot of product here. So, yeah. And coming into the holiday season, I, I can't remember who said it, but uh, there was even someone saying, hey, why don't you buy your holiday uh, you know, gifts early this year? Because we could have issues with, with supplies, right? Um, so it, it's definitely something that's continuing to persist. You know, Marcus, Levi Strauss, they're reporting earnings. I believe it's tomorrow. And I would say that typically Levi reporting earnings isn't going to be a big deal, but I, I think this time it could carry a little more weight because people are looking into the retailers, trying to see if this is a theme and exactly how bad it yeah. is. 
I mean, talking about recording earnings, earnings season is kicking off. Uh, I mean, it'll start slow because usually it picks up around the third week of the quarter, but we do have a new quarter. It is October right now. It is the final quarter of the year, and uh, we will hear numbers uh, from the third quarter. And this will probably kick in, uh, yeah, isn't it in the third week usually when we have most companies reporting? Believe yeah. So uh, not too much this week uh, in terms of earnings. Uh, we'll definitely keep you posted of what's happening there. But yeah, Levi Strauss tomorrow, all eyes on Levi. <laughs> we shall see. Yeah. So October in general, on average, a, a typically a, a calm month, actually, with gains of 0.4% going back to 1928, according to Yardini research. But we've also had two major market crashes in October back in 1929 and, of course, in 1987. Uh, right now, I think we're in a unique situation and it will be an interesting month. Yeah, so I have here on the screen the, uh, the stock market returns uh, for the past, uh, what, almost 40 years. And uh, September is traditionally a bad month. I mean, October has a bad reputation because of what, what was it, Black Friday, Black Monday? I mean, uh, we had a few October crashes, but usually, traditionally, October is a pretty good month. But if you remember last year, I mean, last year, October, uh, September and October, if you go back to a monthly chart of the, of the S&P, uh, those were the two months that we actually had down months. So right here, these two red bars, these were September and October of last year. We'll see what we get. Okay. Anyhow, so how do we approach these markets? I mean, what, what do we do here? Well, uh, there's there's two things. First of all, when the markets are rational like this, uh, we, we like to track, uh, trade the short-term swings. And the short-term swings, we do this with our Power X strategy because this is where we in the market only for, for 5 to 20 days and we can take advantage of this. Or markets like this where we have higher volatility are perfect for selling premium on options. And this is what we do with our wheel strategy. And it seems that this morning, the markets are actually opening lower. I mean, looking at pre-market action, uh, we, we are slightly down in the uh, major indices here. So for the Dow, uh, pretty much unchanged, but the Nasdaq down 0.3%, the S.14%. So it could be a good day to sell some more premium. Looking forward to All it. All right, anyhow. so. We'll take care of our mastermind students right now who are with us in the room here. This is super exciting. Anyhow, if you would like to know more about the strategies, uh, we, we will have some videos popping up here right now that you can take a look at these. And we'll see you tomorrow in the next Stock Market Update. Happy trading, everybody.